Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today, the 21st of Rajab, as Maulana read the dua, we should continue reading the dua. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. Today we focus on chapter surah number 60, surah Mumtahina. This chapter and surah was revealed after the hijrah and migration of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Medina Munawwara and it comprises 13 verses. Almighty Allah Jalla wala informs us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, La tatakhidu aduwi wa aduwakum awliya. Do not take as your friends and protectors those people who are my enemies. That what they have done, they are your enemies. They have expelled you from your homes. They are the people who want to cause harm to you. As we can see today, how the apartheid Israeli regime is expelling the people from their rightful homes stealing the land of the Syrians and Palestinians in the Golan Heights and the West Bank. So all this continues. Then people, it's very short-sighted that now we still think that they will be the people to bring peace in those lands. Almighty Allah Jalla wala, teaches us, that your family members, your relatives, your children, no one will be able to bring any benefit to you on the day of justice. Yafsilu baynakum. That is a decisive day, the D-Day. Almighty Allah will pass the final judgment. Indeed, in Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, you have the perfect role model. We Muslims follow the Sharia, the law, the divine code of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Islam. And we follow the Millah and we follow the culture of the B. Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him. Fattabi'u millata Ibrahim Hanifa, mention various places in the Noble Quran. Samalali Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam is the best role model for you. Lakada kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana. So what should our dua be today when we see the tyranny and oppression going on in Afghanistan, going on in Palestine, in Yemen, in Syria, in so many places, Iraq and so many other places. So read the following dua. Rabbana la tajalna fitnatan lilladheena kafaru. O Allah, do not make us a target and a trial for the people who are the disbelievers. 
Yes, Ya Allah, we are also guilty of our vices and sins. Waghfir lana, Rabbana. O Allah, forgive us our sins. Innaka antal azizul hakim. Indeed, you are the Almighty and you are the All-Wise. Look at the beauty of Islam. Islam stands for justice at all times, all places. La yanhaakumu Allahu anil ladhina lam yuqatilukum. Allah has not prohibited you that you do peace. Peace meaning you do justice with those people who are not fighting with you. وَلَمْ يُخْرِجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ They have not expelled you from your homes. أَنْتَبَرُّوهُمْ That you do good to them. You enter into peace with them. وَتُقْسِتُوا إِلَيْهِمْ And you do justice to them. So those people there, we have no problem. Yes, the next category, we have huge problems. إِنَّمَا يَنْهَاكُمُ اللَّهِ Allah Jalla Wala prohibits you أَنِ الَّذِينَ قَاتَلُوكُمْ Those people who are fighting with you regarding your religion وَأَخْرَجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ They expel you from your homes وَظَاهَرُوا وَلَا إِخْرَاجِكُمْ And they assist others in expelling you like the veto of the Americans you find there in the United Nations أَنْ تَوَلَّوْهُمْ That you befriend them so when you befriend such people, you yourself become a zalim, oppressor, and transgressor. So you are also the oppressor. This surah is called Surah Mumtahina. They take the examination of the ladies. So when they migrate to Medina Munawara, you ask them some questions. Why did they migrate and so forth? So in Islam, remember this law, Surah 60, chapter 60, verse 10. La hunna hillul lahum, wa la hum lahun. It is not permissible for any Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim man, whether he's a Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, whatever religion, cult, ideology he belongs to, it's absolutely haram, unlawful for a Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim male. And if she, the Muslim lady, marries him, considers it permissible, then she herself is out of the fall of Islam, and there are no two opinions on that issue. Hence, if that person becomes Muslim and he has the correct beliefs, then our sister marries him, so that would be permissible. When these ladies would come, then this was the bay'ah. This is the teachings Nabi Salam would take from them. Bay'ah means oath of allegiance, but Mustafa Sallallahu would not shake their hand. La usafihun nisa. Never did Nabi Sallallahu shake the hand of strange, strange ladies. So this was how it was done. Mustafa Sallallahu would tell them, they must say, Allah yushrikna billahi shay'a. They will not ascribe, associate anybody, anything to Almighty Allah. Wala yasriqna, and nor will they steal. Wala yaznina, nor will they commit fornication, adultery. Wala yaqtulna awladahunna, nor will they commit murder of their children, feticide or infanticide. Whilst the baby is born after that or before that feticide abortion, all that haram. 
وَلَا يَأْتِينَ بِبُهْتَانِ يَفْتَرِينَهُ بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِنَّ وَأَرْجُلِهِنَّ And no will they fabricate wild, wild allegations, accusations against anybody. وَلَا يَعْصِينَكَ فِي مَعْرُوفِ Nor will they be disobedient to you in matters that which you are commanded to do. Then you beg Almighty Allah, they take the bay'ah, you take the bay'ah, and you make dua for them. That Allah forgive them. So imagine in Islam, this is Mustafa sallam, teaching not only the women, but the men as well. We should stay away from these type of actions, as these are the major, major crimes. May Almighty Allah Jalla wala give us tawfiq, the ability to understand our beautiful dean of Islam. 16 uh, minutes after 5 Central African time, a beautiful Thursday morning. Ustad, it says, Does Mufti Sab know of a hadith or any Islamic reference <coughs> to forgiving the people who hurt you? Ustad, if one is justified in uttering a curse and does so, is there any punishment for that person? And Ustad, if a child hears about the benefits of forgiving people who hurt them and says, I will forgive whoever hurts me, then grows up and utters a justified curse, will that person be punished, Ustad? Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions in Surah Nur, chapter 24, you wanted a reference, write it down. Surah 24, Surah Nur, chapter 24, verse 22. The incident that took place was that some people, Allah forbid, made reckless, wild allegations, accusations against our mother, Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Almighty Allah exonerated her. Therefore, we rule that any person who curses Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha or says that she is guilty of a major crime, he or she is out of the fall of Islam. And remember, Almighty Allah has mentioned the virtues of Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha in the surah, chapter 24, verses 11 to 26. Sixteen verses were revealed to exonerate and prove the innocence of our mother, Siddiqa Tubintu Siddiq, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Two women were accused, one Sayyida Maryam radiallahu anha, Mary the Virgin, and one Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, Almighty Allah exonerated both of them. Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu looked at the people who made these wild, reckless allegations, accusations against his beloved daughter. Some of them he used to assist them monetarily, financially. He took an oath and said, Wallah, now I am not going to assist you in future. So Almighty Allah Jalla said, Wal ya'fu, wal yasfahu, forgive them. Then Allah Ta'ala asked a question, rhetorical question. Allah to Hibbuna ayyaghfir Allahu lakum. Do you not love that Almighty Allah forgives you? So if we forgive people, then the more and more Almighty Allah will forgive us. Chapter 24, verse 22. 
Yes, some people, Nabi Wasallam commanded us that we must curse them. The hadith in Tirmidhi, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu is a reporter. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ يَسُبُّونَ أَصْحَابِي When you see people cursing, swearing, abusing, castigating my students, my companions, my sahaba, any one of them, whether Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, whether Sayyidah Umar, whether Sayyidah Usman, Sayyidah Aisha, Sayyidah Hafsa, Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anh, anyone, فَقُولُوا Then say, لَعَنَتُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ شَرِّكُمْ أَلَّا تَلَا you For the evil you are perpetrating, the hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Therefore, Mustafa sallallahu cursed the enemy sometimes as well. Allahumma al'an. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam made dua for the people who made dua for the, for the sahaba who passed away and cursed the people who committed the murder of in Bire Mauna where 70 ulama, 70 qurra were killed and murdered by the enemy. So we must remember, so this is in Bukhari Sharif, so sometimes Mustafa sallallahu alayhi cursed the enemy as well and you must Remember, Nabi Wasallam commanded us to curse those people who swear, abuse, and criticize the Sahaba. So we need to understand Islam properly. Almighty Allah give us tawfiq to protect the honor, integrity of the beloved students and companions of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Ustad, advise me please, Ustad. Can I keep a Rajab fast on a Friday? As I'm fasting today, I want to continue fasting for the last few uh, Rajab days we start. Excellent. Keep it. Keep fast today. Fast tomorrow, Saturday. All that fine. In Ibn Rajab al-Hambali's work, Lata'iful Ma'arif, you will find that some Ahlullah, Awliyaullah, the pious, pious people used to fast the whole month of Rajab. Although it is not Sunnah, we need to be clear on that issue, but it is something that is permissible, like Hazrat Hassan Basri, Rahimamullah, and them would fast. So we know some pious people would fast the whole month of Ramadan, that is mandatory, compulsory. Shaban, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, used to fast the whole month or most of the month, and that you can open in Bukhari, Muslim, and you will find that Rajab, so the 13, 14, 15th is Sunnah, Monday, Thursday is Sunnah, and if you fast the whole month, then that also is permissible, there's no problem. However, if a person from the time he or she became baligh and mature and you attain the age of puberty, from that time till now, if you have 10, 20, 100 qadha fast, you must the fast due to illness, sickness, because of journey and traveling, then leave all this fast and keep your qadha fast first and then you worry about the voluntary fast. So that is compulsory. We have to keep the qadha first and then worry about the voluntary fast. Hmm. Was that, is it permissible to follow a lady as imam in Sanaa. I saw a picture in USA, Ustad. 
Who are you speaking of? The men following the woman? So that is absolutely haram. They won't be praying, brother. They won't be praying P-R-A-Y. <laughs> they will be praying P-R-E-Y. Imagine a woman going in Sajda and the men are seeing her posterior and all that. And then after five days, ten days, she's no more there because she got the menses. So everybody knows that now. So Islam has protected her from all this. If you are speaking about the shaitans that have become imam for the men, so such people, they are not even Muslim. You must remember that. They are the people who are the agents of the West and they are the ones who speak of gender equality that if the men can be imam, then we can be the imam. If the men can do this, we can do this. So such people are rejecting the Quran. Almighty Allah says, the men have a degree above the women. So many things Islam has said only the men can do and women cannot do. Whether it is adhan, whether it is iqama, whether it is leadership, being the prime minister, president. So, so many examples we can give. This is the people who suffer from insecurity and nifaq and hypocrisy. They make this kind of statements of gender equality and they say that I ask you two questions. In America, show me once that they had a woman president. You know what happened when Hillary stood and how she lost? So people don't even have confidence. You play tennis. So for the men, they play best of five. And the women, they play best of three. And now you show me where is your gender equality. So you must remember it's all hollow slogans and shallow slogans. They just pull the wool over the people's eyes and make them fools actually. So you just have to go further down and you will see the hypocrisy of the West across the spectrum. So Islam teaches us the natural way. If you are speaking of women making imamat for ladies, so there is a chapter in Abu Dawood. Babu Imamat in Nisa and the lady is called Umme Waraka and this happened in time of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Sallam. The Shafis and them they allow it. The Hanafis and them say it's not permissible. A woman cannot be Imam for ladies as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see we've got uh, our brother Ayub who starts from Jaipur. Uh, he says, Mufti uh, He says, uh, Why Mufti Sab and Mulan Arafat can't do the program till 7 o'clock? Please extend the program. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You want, we must miss. You want, my brother Ayub, my brother, once we must continue all the time, then one time we read Fajr with Ishraq, my brother, nay. Abhi namaz ka wakt hai, to is wajah se joh hai, namaz sab se aham hai, mein joh hai chale jata hu, waha masjid mein, aur amare ye bhai yaha par lete hai, to is tarikhe se joh hai, sab cheez ki riayat honne chahiye, joh bhi aap sun rahe, ye bhi ghanimat hai, alhamdulillah, aap dua farmaye, Allah tala hume bhi kabool farmaye. I'm telling the brother that I will leave for Salat, our brothers read Salat here, Alhamdulillah, and in that way there, that we have to fulfill the rights of all, Allah, Allah, and of creation as well, and that is the beauty of Islam. Mm, subhanallah, Subhanallah, uh, we will be starting 3 o'clock uh, Ramadan, so Haji Ayub uh, from Jaipur, please you can join us, inshallah, every uh, Monday, every morning in Ramadan. Ustad, inshallah, let us go. I mean, inshallah. inshallah, I mean, let us go to Sister Natasha, Ustad. 
Uh, I'm reading the question. Uh, I see uh, Haji Abu Yusuf. He's wide open. She says here, Morning, my senior mentor. Hope you well this morning. Okay. I believe in God. There is absolutely no doubt on that. Why is it everyone has to recite so-called the Kalima? I'm a bit confused. Is it a must on every religion or on every person must recite so-called Kalima? Although we still believe in God, my mentor, my senior mentor, please elaborate on this so-called Kalima. I'm not questioning your intelligence. Please do forgive me. I'm just learning and studying from you about Islam. What a question, uh, Ustad. Wonderful question. Therefore, Sister Natasha, we take your questions and we appreciate it. Never feel for a moment that we feel offended, nay. We welcome your question, Sister. And we want to teach you Islam, not the diluted Islam or polluted Islam, but the pristine beauty of Islam. <laughs> so let us explain to you, Sister, and you are recording it, which is very good, and then you pass and convey this through message to all and sundry so whoever you get into contact with surah 2 chapter 2 that is surah baqarah the cow and verse number 256 so all Allah teaches us la ikraha fiddin there is no compulsion in religion so when a person is embraces islam or when a person is born as a muslim so he or she will read the kalima and you pronounced it correctly and wrote it correctly, and that is the formula. So we say, La ilaha illallah, which means, La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. Truly, there's none worthy of worship except Allah. My sister Natasha, easy explanation I give you. In Islam, we are not allowed to bow down to anybody, nor to our teacher, nor to our parents, nor to any prime minister, president, no one. We're not allowed to prostrate to anybody except Almighty Allah. So only Almighty Allah is worthy of worship. Therefore, Sister Natasha, I don't know if you are aware of our Muslim prayer, funeral prayer. You see the deceased is placed there in the, you know, casket for you just to, it's not a casket, but I'm just using the word there so you can understand. So he's placed in that. And then behind that, you will find the imam, the leader, and then the congregation. And then we have the congregational prayer for the deceased. So in that there is no bowing down, in that there is no prostrating, because bowing down, prostrating is only solely exclusively for Almighty Allah. So when we say La ilaha illallah, we are stating, O Allah, I will not bow down, I will not prostrate Mm. to any creation, but I only bow down and prostrate and worship you alone, O Almighty Allah. So our prayer, our sacrifice, our actions, everything is done solely, only for the pleasure of Almighty Allah. Now we say the second part, Muhammadur Rasulullah. And the messenger, Nabi Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
is the final and last messenger of all, Mighty Allah. He, the Master, the Messenger of Islam, peace be upon him, will demonstrate to us how to practice. Quran says, Aqimus <coughs> Salat, establish prayer. But how do we pray? So physically, practically, the Master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will demonstrate to us. So therefore, a person who's born a Muslim, you want to become a Muslim, so you will have to read this kalima, this formula, and then you understand its message, and then you become our true brother. You are our sister in humanity. You become our sister in religion as well once you read this formula and you accept all the articles of faith of Islam. However, Islam will never allow that my name is AK. So I take an AK-47 and I put it by a person's head and say, Read, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Islam don't allow that. Why? Because La ikraha fiddin. That there is no compulsion in religion for non-Muslims. So we can't go and impose Islam upon the non-Muslim. You must have that inner satisfaction, that inner gratification, inner, inner conviction that Islam is the only correct religion for all times, all places. You yourself must be attracted to the beauty of Islam and say, yes, I have this firm conviction and today I am prepared to read and say to the whole world, La ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah and then we'll say read ashhadu i bear testimony and i bear witness allah ilaha illallah the truly there's none worthy of worship except almighty allah wa ashhadu and i bear testimony and witness anna muhammadan that nabi muhammad peace be upon him the messenger the most beloved the most uh, precious to all Allah in the entire creation Muhammadan Abduhu wa Rasulu is the slave and servant of Allah and the final messenger of all Allah mm. that is what it means my sister Natasha Subhanallah Subhanallah I see brother Ilyas from Actonville I see Hazrat Malana Salim Karim says uh, mashallah very good question uh, Ustad Asina listeners they want the podcast of this question as well from sister Natasha inshallah Inshallah, every day we send out the podcast. You know, every day I send out, for example, yesterday I sent out Surah Hashar. On Monday, I, on the previous day, then Tuesday, I send out Surah Mujadala. So in that, you will find the question and answer as well, Inshallah. Someone is asking you, could you please kindly elaborate, Ustad, is it necessary to take bay'ah from a sheikh? It is sunnatul ghair mu'akkara that is mustahab. I would be grateful if you could provide Quran and Hadith references for this Ustad Min Fadlik. Almighty Allah just told us now in Surah Mumtahina, Surah 60, how Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took the bay'ah with the woman. So you must remember, so if a person today, he tells his student that, or his murid, disciple, whatever you want to call, Surah 60, verse number 12, that you must not worship anyone except Almighty Allah. You must not steal. You must not commit zina, fornication. Don't do wrong things. So 
how we have a doctor for our physical illness that a person has a flu, a person got cholera, cholera, malaria, whatever. So they go to a doctor, Allah forbid, we ask Allah for protection. Allahumma inni a'udhu becoming sayyi il asqam, authentic hadith in Abu Dawood and Sunan Nasai. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from the dreaded diseases. We ask Allah, sallallahu al-afiyah, Ya Allah grant us afiyah, good health, safety, comfort, protection. So it's one word with multi-meanings, wonderful hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So now we have pride, we have arrogance, we have jealousy, envy, anger, excessive love for this world. And we are burning with rage and fury when Almighty Allah showers somebody else with bounties and favor. So we go to the spiritual doctor, mm. not spiritual there's people who are charlatans today, that the woman are kissing him and all that are shaitans. You go to a proper person of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, a person who fears Almighty Allah, practices the Sunnah of Nabi Alayhi Salaam, and you take him as your spiritual mentor. So that is what it is all about, so that we bring about reformation in ourselves. 25 uh, minutes to 6 o'clock. Jazakumullah khairan, Ustad, Ustad. Our program, inshallah, Ustad. Inshallah, our program today, Hapas 1 to 2, inshallah, Al-Aziz will be tafsir from Surah Tawbah, inshallah. And tomorrow, inshallah, Maulana, right there by you mm-hmm. in Masjid Quwatul Islam, inshallah, for the Juma. So we will be there for Juma, inshallah, tomorrow. Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Barakallahu fiqsa. Inshallah, your program today, inshallah. 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, inshallah. Inshallah. Ustaz, jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.